0: Welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We believe that God is awakening a generation to revival, and we hope that this podcast encourages you to know that you are loved and that God wants to do extraordinary things for and through you. Welcome to the family. Hey, what's up, Haven fam? This is Jacoby. I am here with Reverend Robbie Grubbs, and we are uh, just going to be having a little interview here just discussing some things, uh, and I think it's going to be really awesome. And uh, we're just going to get right into it. So, Robbie, welcome to the uh, Haven Youth Church podcast. Uh, You are obviously a part of Haven. And, you know, we love you so much and so honored whenever you're able to come be with us. And uh, I think that this podcast is going to be really awesome for uh, people who may not have had the chance to meet
1: you to get to learn a little bit about you. And uh, so, just kind of introduce yourself a little bit. Kobe, thanks, man. Haven fam, what's up? What's good? It's so good to be here, man. Just let me say, first off, it's awesome. You know, Haven is not just a church. You know, it's a movement, and Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that God is using, not just for one region, but around the world. So I'm awesome. You know, it's awesome for me to be a part of it. And I think a podcast like this is so cool. I've been keeping up with it myself, and I just pray that God continues to use it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm 26 years old. Um, I'm from the greatest state in the U.S. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Kentucky. And, uh, man, God has just done such great things in my life. I uh, got saved when I was 16 years old, and uh, just straight from when I got saved, the Lord began to deal with my heart on a lot of different things. And I went to a school. And uh, it was it was uh, when I was 20 years old that the Lord began to deal with my heart exactly the ministry that He wanted me to have. And I can remember me and my friends got together one night for a prayer set, and we had prayer all night long, we just began to seek God in like a worship set, you know, mm. prayer and stuff. Sure. And um, about 2 a.m. that night, the Lord gave me two different visions. And one vision was the earth, and I saw the earth, and I saw roots of a tree going to the nations and as those roots went to the nations I saw a big tree on top of the earth grow bigger and bigger and like begin to bear fruit and then I saw the people of the nations go to that tree and begin to pick fruit off that tree so the Lord spoke to me and said the roots are the roots of the gospel it's the word of God it's Mm. Jesus preaching so good And um, as the word went forth, the tree grew bigger, and then people, you know, got the fruit off that and were healed and saved, delivered, set free. So uh, it was just awesome. So as quick as I had that vision, the Lord shifted it into something else. And uh, I was taken inside of a mosque, and inside this mosque, there were about like 200 people maybe, and they were all bowing down to an idol at the very front of that mosque. And uh, the Lord began to burden my heart in that vision for Muslim people. And um, as quick as I saw those Muslim people bow down um, to that idol, the vision shifted, Kobe. And mm-hmm. uh, those same those same Muslim people went to the front of the mosque, tore down that idol themselves, wow. and put up a cross. Oh, wow. revival started breaking out within that mosque. Praise God. So, like, I knew the Lord was going to take me, you know, within you know the Muslim world and to preach to them. Yeah. So specifically, though, the Lord laid Pakistan on uh, my heart. Mm. And, um, you know, I was I was 20 years old then, and I was like, man, I'm going to go to Pakistan, like, next month, right, <laughs> within the year. Yeah. But it took me five sure. years to get there. And last November 2018, I got to go to Pakistan with one of my best friends for mm. uh, 12, days. 12 days. And uh, we went to churches. We were followed around by security guards with AK. 47s i mean wow. we walked into churches that had like bomb threats and stuff but we saw at least 75 muslim people get saved praise so god. praise god wow. for that wow. that deserves a come on jesus moment right there <laughs> like that was just incredible yeah and um you know even even from that point you know mm-hmm. i know the lord is going to continue to take us into like muslim countries and to you know that context of yeah. people but uh the last mm-hmm. year and a half, you know, that happened. So that was like a fulfillment of like a word or a vision mm-hmm. that was spoken over my life. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was 18 years old, the third mission trip that I went to, uh, there there was an African pastor who looked at me and said, "Robbie, you'll be in 30 nations by the time you're 30 years old. I've been to like Whoa. three countries at that point. I was yeah. like, there is no way. This guy has no clue what he's talking about. Sure. But here I am, 26 years old, 24 <laughs> countries later. February I'm going to the 25th and 26th country oh man so it's just like man God is so God. good and just getting to like travel the world and uh and preach conferences to young people and yeah. do missions and I'm working on my master's degree now so it's like mm-hmm. all this stuff is just happening and it's not to my credit as mm-hmm. you know I'll do listen I'm a hillbilly from eastern Kentucky <laughs> Man, Come on. If anybody should not be doing <laughs> what I'm doing, Kobe, yeah. it is me right now. But, man, God took yeah. me out. He chose me, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming from a broken home, divorced home, my dad wasn't a pastor, my mom would sing in church. But, man, none of that mattered, mm-hmm. you know, because when you give your heart to God, every general curse is uh, broken. God puts you mm-hmm. on a path that He wants you to be on and just completely blows your mind with what he's going to do, you know, that's, what he will do if you surrender yourself to him. So
0: And that's that's so awesome like just to hear hear what you hear that testimony of like all the countries that you've been to, man. It's just been like just such an honor for me to be one of like you're one of my closest friends. And it's yeah. just been awesome like to just kind of grow with you and have you in my life. Like you're just an amazing person. And uh so you talk about all the countries that you've been to. What was the the first mission trip you went on? The first mission
1: trip I went on was to the Dominican Republic. DR? Okay. DR, yup. And I can still remember that trip because we were there for a week mm-hmm. and uh, we went to a really cool place called the House of Reconciliation. Okay. And it was like a drug re, re, uh, rehab place. Yep. And, uh, you know, they would bring in people and then, I mean, just basically lock the pastors up with the people that were like, on drugs and they would like pray and like seek God and be with them until like they completely were like delivered from drugs. Sure. So that was awesome to go to. And then, um, we did like a youth camp too for like, Mm -hmm. like four, like four or five days. Okay. So, uh, it was just awesome, you know, to be there amongst the people, the young people, you know, see God move. So,
0: so that was your, your first ministry trip. How old were you when you went on that? I was, let's see, 18 years old. 18, 18. Wow. 18 years old. That's so cool um yeah so i mean you're obviously just like your reach is not just in this country but around the world and it's just uh awesome like i said we're honored to have you uh a part of our haven family and yes so sure. honored to uh to do life with you um <clears throat> so we were kind of like brainstorming what we were going to talk about and kind of like going through a di- couple different ideas and uh what you said when we were discussing it really just kind of stuck with me is just talking about the simplicity of the gospel. Yeah. And, uh, I know there were, uh, some things that had happened past uh, day or so that, (laughs) that kind of like may have spurred this, but I think it's a really good topic and I think it's kind of like been, I don't know. I feel like it's been the Holy spirit kind of like revealing these things and the scripture that we've talked about and things like that. So, uh, I think that's what we're going to hone in on in this, uh, in this podcast. So, um, if you kind of just want to go wherever you feel like you want to go, with uh, the, whether you want to start with Scripture or kind
1: yeah. of like how you want to take that. All right, let's start with the story. Yeah, yeah. Go okay. I go ahead. I didn't want to say that. But. Right, so <laughs> yesterday, I mean, we are minding our own business in like the greatest department store ever, right? The great city of Walmart. Walmart, and, yes. And uh, we're just, you know, we're like hanging out. The boy Chandler's there. Um who else was there with us? Uh, I wasn't even there. Jordan oh yeah, Jordan Jordan was there. Oh yeah, yeah so you I wasn't even there. Even there. So Kobe <laughs> wasn't even there, okay. So Kobe saw the Snapchat of it, yeah. So but so like we're just walking, you know, we're, we're like it's Christmas time, we're gonna bake some cookies, yeah. you know, like we're gonna chill and have coffee and stuff like that. <laughs> so we are literally minding our own business. And so yeah. I had my like hoodie on, it says Jesus to every nation, tribe, and person. Yeah. So I think this is what that guy saw. So, like, we're literally at the very back of the store. We're getting some chocolate chip cookies, right, because that's what right. you do. And, like, we, we were about to reach in, like, the fridge to get it, and this guy comes out of nowhere. <laughs> this guy comes out of nowhere, and is like, uh, hey, I just got done with a Bible study. <laughs> uh, if I show you something, will you believe it in the Word of God? And I'm like, like, immediately, I'm like, dude. First of all, if you're gonna to try to talk to somebody uh-huh. about anything theological, yeah. you don't start with, with like just just like he didn't ask my name. No, he didn't ask where I was from. Like there was no relational aspect of it no. at all. So I was like, strike one right there. You know, right. He did, he, like he doesn't <laughs> care about who you know who I am. Or sure. you know, he's wanting to force whatever he's trying to say on me and you know, prove his point. So this guy starts talking about something weird and, like, not to get, like, deep into it, but um, he was trying to say, he was trying to talk about, uh, quote, unquote, mother God and say basically, like, an aspect of God that people don't talk about. And anyway, to make a long story short, we look it up. It's literally a cult. It's heresy, what he was saying. And, like, he tried to keep saying, well, if I can show you in the Bible where you believe what I'm saying, I'm like, I've read the Bible. I've studied the Bible. Right. I have degree in Bible. It's yep. like I've read it and I know that's not in it. So yep. you're twisting scripture to mean something else. Mm-hmm. But he didn't come at me with Jesus. Right. He didn't come at me with the gospel. Mm-hmm. He didn't come at me with love. He didn't come at me with, hey, I care about you and I want to pray for you. It was some little minute detail that he's just trying to, like, twist scripture with. Oh, yeah. So, like, it just didn't make sense. And, I mean, he chased <laughs> us down. Like, he chased us down. Like, I just, just had to, like, walk away. Because I am like, dude, I'm not talking to you. I've read the scripture. I know you're trying to twist us up here. And, like, we went to checkout. He followed us to the checkout. I mean, it was you're just crazy <laughs> to me. No. So but that got me, you know, stirred up kind of mm-hmm. and you know, in like that moment, you know, you don't know how like you're going to react and stuff like that and you know, I tried to just, you know, talk to him so I was like, "Hey man, you know, don't want to get into it right now cuz that cuz that wasn't the place for it." No. And it wasn't that I didn't want to talk to him, it's just like there's a time and place, sure. you know, to have a theological debate. It's not Walmart. But, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's not by the cookies and the eggs and the milk, okay? At Walmart. So, um, theological debate in aisle 12, (laughs) right? Right. So like that really got me thinking about the simple gospel, you know, the simplicity of the gospel and there's multiple scripture and this is where we're going to go. But that talks about Paul, you know, he has all these young ministers under him. Okay. And I love how we're talking to a lot of young people here Mm -hmm. because, you know, there were young pastors, young preachers, young prophetess, you know, young teachers And they were all under him, and they were all trying to be influenced by different people. And Paul would Mm -hmm. always bring them back to, okay, if anybody deviates Mm. from the simple gospel, Mm -hmm. run away from them. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't have that as your core principle, and that's not your main message, and that's not what you're going after, then everything else crumbles if you don't have that. Right. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, I love this verse. I mean, I feel like it's been a verse that you know has been with me for years now. Mm. Paul says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined, listen to this, for mm. I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. This is the Apostle Paul. Right. <laughs> This dude is going to the nations. This dude is going to the Gentiles, the unreached. Like the gospel, you know, has not spread a large distance yet, but this man is the conduit, right? The pathway that the gospel is going to these people. Mm -hmm. This dude is raising the dead. He's healing the sick. There's scripture where it says that they would take pieces of cloth off his, you know, robe and his clothes, anoint it with oil, send it to sick people, and it would heal. I mean, if anybody is a man of God, it is this guy right here. Right. If anybody is legit, founded in scripture, it is this man right here. Mm-hmm. And here he says, first of all, he's learned in the Jewish ways. Yeah. He knows the Old Testament. Yep. He knows Scripture better than anybody. Yet he says, I come not to you with big words mm. or, or my wisdom or my degrees. Mm-hmm. But I come to you with the testimony of God. And what is that testimony? He said, I long to know nothing or tell you nothing but this right here. Right. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is the epicenter. This is the center. This is what my message completely Mm -hmm. embodies is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Why? Because this is the gospel. This is the good news. This is what changes people's life. Jesus came. He was the only begotten Son of God. He was the spotless Lamb. You know... We could not hold to the laws of the, you know, old system, Old Testament, but Jesus was perfect in every way, shape, or form, Right, went to the cross, Amen. bore our sins that we could never deal with ourselves, died, but did not stay dead. He shed his blood, mm-hmm. he rose on that third day, and he's conquered it all, right? He has the keys to death, hell, and grave, you know, in 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 his hands. He is seated higher above all. Mm-hmm. So... Paul understood if he preached this message, Kobe. Yeah. If he preached Jesus and him crucified and what he did, then everything else would happen as a result of that. Yeah.
0: And I think that's so good. When you were kind of talking, I just, uh, what came to my head was in Philippians 3. Kind of like when Paul's going through like this list of things about himself, like t- talking about how he mm. was circumcised mm-hmm. when he was eight days old, sure. and how he's a member of the tribe of Benjamin. How he was a member of the Pharisees. His like, list, yeah, of yeah his list of achievements. Yeah, but even in that scripture, at the end, he says, "I counted all as loss." Throw it all away. Yeah, throw it all away. Exactly, yeah. and it's just like this whole idea of, like you said, getting to the the, the simplicity of the gospel and how it, we don't need to add anything to it. You know, I I, I always think that. If we needed to add anything to the scripture, the last word in the Bible wouldn't be "Amen." Ooh, come on, yeah, <laughs> like, right, you know what I that's mean. Right. And it's like it's so, like so drop. yeah, exactly, <laughs> like exactly. All that we, need. Amen. Yep. And so, like, that's kind of like how you were saying. Like, we don't, we don't need to add anything to right. it. Like, I right. think, I think a lot of times we try to add things to the message of the gospel out of our own insecurity. Oh, for sure. And for I, sure. I think um, when we're rooted in Christ and our security is found in Christ, then we realize that I don't need to put my own twist on this. It's, Stir up any controversy, exactly. Exactly. but just Jesus. Jesus is going to do the work, and if I just, you know, proclaim the gospel in the simplest way, it's going to have the most effect, because right. I think too many times we, like, as Christians, assume that people are on a level that they're not, Yeah. and we assume that people have a knowledge that they don't have, Right. like, um, about the most basic things of the Bible. Sure. Like, the scriptures that we view as cliches, like, there's, a, I mean... I get that there are cliches like John three sixteen, but like there are people that don't even like can't really comprehend that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. I think that uh, <clears throat> I think that there's power in simplicity. Yeah. There definitely is power in simplicity. I think that uh, that that's
1: just I don't know. I think it's good. Right, and you know you think of two great men of God that have recently passed away, mm-hmm. Billy Graham, yeah, Reinhard Bonnke. Okay, mm-hmm. they were criticized kind of by some because their message was so basic. Sure. Their message was so um, simple, right? Right. I mean, they preached on Jesus. They preached the gospel every time they preached. Like, they didn't waver from that. Like, they knew, okay, this is what I'm going to preach. But those two men were two of the greatest soul winners that saw people's life. I mean, right Right? Heart Bonnke, I think I read something about, like, It's like an estimated fifty million salvations. Crazy man. Let me repeat that to the people (laughs) listening. Go ahead. Fifty over fifty million salvations. (sighs) Billy Graham, man. I mean, we all know. I mean, legend. Legend. The OG, right? OG, bro. Billy Graham, right there. (laughs) Preaches, but they their message was so simple. Sure. Yet God moved. Why? (laughs) Because when you preach the gospel, okay, this is awesome right here. Go ahead. I think it's Luke chapter four. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus stands up, and he reads the scroll of Isaiah in his hometown, I think. Mm. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? To preach the gospel unto the poor. Mm. And like, there's like key points there because he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me not just to do anything, but to preach the gospel. To preach the gospel. To preach the good news. So if you want Holy Spirit to come into your life, mm. if you want good news, Preach the gospel. Come on. If it worked for Jesus, yeah. it's going to work for you. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. That's so good.
0: Um, and so, yeah, kind of what you were saying, like, just. Sorry to get preachy, too. Man. No, no like, go I'm, ahead. i feeling it's, this
1: right here. Come on. Man. It's just, so good. Yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah, just like that whole story you guys were telling me about that guy at Walmart, man, it was just like, I don't know. It's sad to think that there's someone in his life that told him that that was what he needed to do to reach people. Right. You know, and then I think about... Oh, what ambush somebody. Yeah. yeah. And I think about, like, what Jesus said. He said that that the world will know you by your love. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Not by how you can manipulate Scripture. Right. Not by how you can corner someone in aisle 12 at Walmart. <laughs> Not <laughs> yeah. by how, like, how vast your knowledge of the Scripture even is. Right. Not that that's a inherently a bad thing. Right. But, I don't know, it just gets, like, when you think about how really, like, when we're talking about the simple gospel, we're talking about... How basic it is to even like to reach people with the gospel. Like you don't need to add all these things to it. And I I think that it's just something that we all have to keep a reminder to ourselves. Right. Is like I think the gospel starts with love. Right. And I think that uh, <clears throat> I think that there are a character a characteristic of love is correction. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I think I think it starts with love. There's a time start... and place for that too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. There's a time and place for for everything. Like there's. I just think that there's an entry level that we, I don't know, that we sometimes skip, that we kind of want to bring people into the pool and throw them in at the
1: 12-feet section. Yeah. I don't know. So I have have a really cool story, right? I've been on all these mission trips and stuff. So I've been to Indonesia now twice. Mm -hmm. I went for the first time with my school, ORU, shout out, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts University. Come on, Jesus. Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. Eagles. Let's (laughs) go. Okay, okay. Uh, (laughs) So, so... I went for the first time in 2016, and there's actually a girl that went to my college that she's from there. You know, she grew up there. She's yeah. native from there. And so we went there to work with her family. We stayed for a month. It was awesome. So we both uh, got finished with college the same time, and that following fall, she moved back to Indonesia and started working at a Christian school. Okay. So at this Christian school, it's re- it's a really cool it's in Salatiga, so it's on the main um, island, the the big one there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of missionaries that send their kids there. Uh, that you know that have moved from like Europe, that have moved from the U.S. You know, they need a good school, you know, for their kids to go to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they send them to this school, uh, so they can know for sure that they're going to get like proper you know, learning, yeah. you know, you know it's not like a sketchy place. Okay. So every single year they have a youth camp, mm-hmm. kind of like a youth camp. The past few years they had more like of a seminar for like a couple of days and had like somebody come in and like, you know, there's like 150 students, you know, come and do like, you know, the benefits of tech, uh, of like technology, the good, the good, the bad from it, you know, you can sure. use it for good or whatever, like stuff like that. Sure. But, they, but Larissa really wanted me to kind of have like a youth camp, like, you know, mm. elevate, right? You know, we know oh, yeah. like the power of that. Yeah. So, that's, so like, that's the atmosphere, that's the jive, you know, that they really wanted to have. So she asked me to come. She really didn't give me the details of it. So I get on this plane, you know, it's like a 15-hour plane ride. And I really feel the Lord just begin to deal with my heart on that plane ride. He's like, when you get there, at least that first service— just stick with the gospel, you know. Mm-hmm. Simple, like, don't really preach on Holy Spirit. Don't preach on, you know, like, you know, other little stuff. You know, just preach Jesus—the sure. simple message of what Jesus did. So yeah. I was like, okay, God, you know, you know, I love to preach on like Holy Spirit stuff, yeah. That's the whole, you know, whole of the spirit and stuff like that. But in this moment, I really felt impressed of God's like, just preach the simple gospel. Mm-hmm. So I get there. Well, it turns out this Christian school isn't technically a spirit-filled school, okay? There's okay. spirit-filled people there. There's Pentecostal people there. Sure. There's charismatic people there. But there's also, like, Baptist people, Presbyterian people. Okay. So, like, it's a, a melting pot of Christians, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're, they come from all different walks of life. Sure. So, Larissa, like, before that first service was like, hey, I just want you to know, I know, you know, you're very Pentecostal, right? If, <laughs> if you know me, you know, I love it. Come on. But, um, but she's like, I just want you to know that there's some people here that may not view the Holy Spirit the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But I-, I knew why then the Lord was speaking, you know, so clearly to me just sure. to preach Jesus, right? Because we all can agree on Jesus. We can sure. all agree on the gospel. Sure. So I get up They've never had an altar call really. You know, they have chapel like twice a week, but they don't really give like a altar call okay. after chapel. So I preached, man, probably the most basic message <laughs> I've ever preached in my life. Yeah. Preached Jesus came, you know, he you know lived a sinless life, healed sick, blah blah blah, went to the cross, bore our sins, died, rose again, we talked about that. And basically I said, Okay, he does this to change your life, so you now you can go change other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Okay? So here's about 150 kids here. There's Christian kids, there's Muslim kids, there's Hindu kids. It's a melting pot right there. Mm. So I give the altar call. I bet every one of those 150 students come up to that altar call. Wow. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm just gonna lead them through through like a salvation prayer. They're gonna pray for a minute and like go walk back to their seats. Sure. So, you know, there's a lot of them that got saved that uh, afternoon, but then they started staying in the altar. And like the worship team was singing, and like 10 minutes went by, and they started crying. 15 minutes went by, and I kid you not, I started looking around, and some of them started to get filled with the Holy Spirit right there. Wow! Started talking in tongues. 20 minutes went by, there were people that were standing up saying, I've been healed. I've been healed. I've been delivered. I've been touched. So I'm like, the first thing, (laughs) I I promise you, Kobe, the first thing I thought was, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go back to my room, book my... Airplane ticket back because they're going to kick me out of this camp oh, because I've, you, you know, this is happening. But I'm like, this is not my fault. It's not my I fault. I said nothing not about the fault. Holy Spirit. Like, this is, I did not conjure this up. I did not like hide this up. Right. But still, so, like, I looked in the very back and, you know, some of those teachers were like, had like their arms crossed, and I was oh, like, no. oh, man, giving me like dirty looks, I was like, dear Lord, I did not get myself in the mess, oh. they did not say anything about it, though, okay, mm-hmm. so every night, same, the exact same thing happened, I'd give a simple message, I'd give the altar call, people would get saved, basically, I would preach the simple gospel, and even though I didn't say much about the Holy Spirit, sure. the Holy Spirit would move when people started wow. to seek Jesus, mm-hmm. and people would get filled, delivered, set free, so at the very end of the camp, uh, there was a lady. Did not grow up in Pentecost at all. She had taught. She 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 had like taught at that school for like fifteen years. Okay, mm-hmm. like has no spirit filled charismatic exposure at all. Walks up to me and says, "Robbie, when you first got up to preach and that started to happen, you know, like in like the altar call. Yeah, I had no clue what was going on. I was got like sketched out. you know? Oh wow! But I've seen it happen every single night. And and uh, she said these words. She said. I've never seen the change in these kids after a youth camp wow. like this camp has been. And wow. I know it's been because of the Holy Spirit and what wow. he's doing. And he's in a, in a, she said, I really didn't like you at first. But <laughs> she said, by the end of this camp, I'm going to be one of the main ones to try to get you back next year. Wow. Because she saw what wow. the Holy Spirit did. Wow. So, okay, I say all that to say this. Yeah. When you preach the simple gospel, yeah, it is the gateway to everything else that happens. So true. Gateway to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, true. gateway to healing, gateway mm-hmm. to deliverance, gateway to every supernatural sign. Yeah. But if you don't start with the gospel, right. then those things can't happen. No. And if you try to do those things without the gospel, nope. then it's going to be in your flesh yep. and it's not going to be right. So the gospel, the simple gospel, like that's the perfect example of how it is the key to the supernatural. Yeah happening in absolutely in in our lives uh, even as young people you know like if we're true to that message then
0: everything else will work out that's so true i think about as you're telling that story like just about the messages that you preached and the the reaction the response right um think about when jesus said that if i be lifted up i would draw all men unto me Mm. and what that's the that's the the heart of the gospel is is lifting up jesus right and uh not that God isn't glorified and all those other things, the healings, the the being, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, but it's all about like the gospel. The gospel is the center of all of that, right? The the simple gospel, the simple invitation to come and give your life to Jesus, right? I think that when you start there, then it unlocks, like you said, it unlocks the key. Yeah. to It's the gateway. It's the gateway. Yeah. It's the gateway uh-huh. to, to all the uh, all the signs and wonders that we love to talk about in church. And you know what is kind of like off is like that's where our focus is instead of the gospel. Yeah. It's signs and wonders. But it's like if our focus would be on the gospel, we would see these signs on of On Jesus, exactly. loving him, yeah. exalting him. Dude, yeah. You don't have to force those things out. No, you, you don't, know, don't have, have to force They just naturally them. happen. Right. They're, yeah. they're not going to be fleshy. They're not going to no. be... They're not going to be right. exalted because you know real, you've though. seen it. For real, you've yes, seen, I have. Yeah, I'm just, all the churches you've been to. You've seen people, yeah. and I've seen it, and just in my life, I've seen people trying to conjure up something that yeah. isn't rooted in the gospel, right. and it's like, oh my goodness, what is like that
1: that guy at Walmart. Yeah, exactly. You Things like that. that. I mean, if he would have came at me with Jesus, then my sure. ears would have been open more. Sure. You know, but because he was trying to do some side trail. Just garbage. It's like, no, man. No. Or just or just
0: say like, hey man, my name is so and so. What's your name? Right. Nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah. Hey, I let's let's talk about this yeah. for a second if you got a second. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like when you try to force something and you know, it's it's all about I think uh I was I was reading this morning in First Timothy. And I was reading about how uh I was reading a couple different verses, kinda of studying it. Yeah. And yeah. it was <clears throat> talking about like how you say something. I, what I got from it was how you say something is almost just as important as what you're saying. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like you can have the right message, but the, the wrong delivery. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness, man. And people don't receive what I'm you're They're not going to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so what's the point? Like You might puff yourself up. You might walk away from that feeling like, man, I showed them. Yeah. I exposed their sin. And they're just like, what happened? Just yeah. now? What did I just experience? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But I think that that story that you told is just... So so powerful. Where was that at again? You said
1: Indonesia. Indonesia, the most populated Muslim country in the entire world. Wow. So back to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Was that in First Timothy that you were reading? Yeah. Thorne? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple verses from there too that uh, uh, that I was reading sure. last night as well. Uh, First Timothy chapter one verse four. Again, this is Paul talking to a young, a young person, right? Like a us, young right? Yep. He says, "Nor to pay attention to legends, fables, or myths." And endless genealogies, which give rise to useless speculations and meaningless arguments, rather than advancing God's program mm. of instruction, which is grounded in faith and requires surrendering the entire self to God in absolute trust and confidence. And then Ooh. again, in the next epistle, he yeah. says in chapter 4, verse 4 and will turn their ears away. This is what people will try and do to us as young people yeah. and will turn their ears away from the truth mm-hmm. which is the gospel yep. and will wander off into myths and man-made fictions wow. and will accept the unacceptable so it's like right there Wow. i mean he calls it out he's like this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. and you have to guard yourself and you have to yep. guard the deposit of the gospel that i've given you i think especially in
0: the uh <clears throat> the culture we live in nowadays the ge- like our generation uh, likes to think of themselves as the most woke generation, Oh, yeah. and being woke to all these, all oh, these yeah. things, and all these behind the scenes things, and like, do you know what Disney believes in? Right. You know I mean, it's like <laughs> it's like the
1: conspiracy theories. It's like exactly. You know, you get off on these rabbit trails, and I'm not saying you know, I mean, like stuff like, like that can be intriguing, you know, and I'm not absolutely saying not even you know try to be learned on that, but if your fascination with that. Ooh starts to cloud your vision mm. and cloud your thought to the purity of what God is saying. And I feel that, you know, for someone listening because mm. you can you can get so deep into that stuff and it can start off as innocent, but it clouds your vision, it makes you begin to doubt. Yeah. And darkness creeps in and then wow. you're on just a completely different path because you because you were so intrigued with those things, you lost you lost focus of the main point, which is Jesus and yeah. the gospel and the good news of what he did.
0: Yeah, I think that is that is so on point because yep. I think that, um, like you said, like your vision is clouded because right. your, your focus is off of Jesus. That's what the enemy your wants focus, to do. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and, he, you know, I think that uh, the enemy is totally fine with you being like this super woke Christian. And like, but if your focus isn't on the gospel and your focus isn't on loving people. Right. Because what, what those things do, what those like... Those conspiracy theories, whatever you want to call them, those myths, whatever, like the like the scripture was talking about. What they do is they shift your focus because, yeah. and what they do is they begin to, they don't produce love for people. Right. They produce a disdain for people. Right. Disdain for people you've never
1: even met. And question marks even. Yeah. Question marks. It's like it's not clarity at all. No, there's no it's, clarity. It's anger. Right. It's disdain, like mm-hmm. you said, and it's just
0: like confusion. Yeah. You know. So. A- absolutely, I think it's like. I think it definitely does more harm than good most of the time, especially yeah. if you're trying to uh, you know live this life as a Christian and try to be everything that God's called you to be. Like, God's calling you to love people, right? Not right. Not make up conspiracies about people. exactly. That includes sure. famous people. Yes. That includes celebrities. Yes. That includes Kanye West. <laughs> that
1: includes coming from Kobe, Jacoby, <laughs> right there. The Lord is here among us. <laughs> I've I have one more verse I want to read. Yeah. Go ahead. Titus three verses eight through eleven. It says, and again, the same concept. Mm-hmm. Paul is writing to a young minister, yeah. Titus, right? He said, This is a faithful and trustworthy saying. And concerning these things I want to speak with great confidence so that those who have believed God, that is, who have trusted in, relied on, and accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, will be careful to participate in doing good things. Mm-hmm. These things are excellent in themselves and profitable for the people. Okay, but listen to this. But avoid foolish, ill-informed, and stupid controversies oh. and decision, and dissensions and quarrels about the law, for oh. they are unprofitable oh, and useless. Like After a first and second warning... Reject a divisive man oh. who promotes heresy and causes dissension. Ban him from your fellowship and have nothing more to do with folks. This is the words, not me, right here. Okay, God. And then the last, and then the last thing here, because they are well aware. Be well aware that such a person is twist is twisted, and is sinning. He is convicted and self-condemned, and is grad, and, and and is gratified himself by causing to. Uh, by causing confusion amongst believers. Wow! I mean, that's as savage Boom. as you can get by Paul. But that's like that's how that's how important it was for him. You know, yeah. like he was trying to make Titus realize, Timothy realize, these young people understand that this is not a small thing. No, you know, getting sidetracked on these things is not a small thing. It's a really big thing, and it can take you away really quick yeah. from the purity of who Jesus is. It's true. Protect yourself from that. Don't get consumed in all these distinctions and all these no. conspiracy theories and all these debates about the laws and genealogy and stuff. Focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Focus on the gospel. Yep. Focus on his love. Focus on who he is, mm-hmm. you know, and let him lead you into truth and and be mm-hmm. and be okay with that.
0: You right. Know? And I think uh, <clears throat> just in the aspect of like because. I don't know what we're talking. We're talking to like we're reading scriptures from Paul talking to young people. Yes. This podcast, we're talking to young people yeah. uh, who I I believe uh, may not right now, but I think God will give them a heart for ministry, right? Yes, yes. And so uh, <clears throat> whether that is something that God has put on your heart, if you're listening to this right now, uh, to go into ministry and in whatever avenue it looks like for right, you, the right. Bible talks about like basically what what ministry is 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 loving people. It talks about the true ministry sure. is taking care of what widows and orphans, right? Yes, yeah. And so that's just the heart of God is people. The heart yeah. of God is broken, disenfranchised, marginalized people, right. and loving them, right. not exposing them, yeah. not exposing people. That are <clears throat> that have already been, you know, pushed away by community by the society as a whole. Sure, but it's our job as Christ followers, as Christ believers, as Christians, to go out and get them yeah. and bring those that are far from God near to Him, so that yeah. they can be changed, so they can right. be transformed, and all of that starts and ends with the simple gospel. With the simple gospel. There is not going to be some a person that you reach that is. That's intrigued by your your wives' tales. That's intrigued sure. intrigued by your conspiracy theories. Yep. Intrigued by your seven hour YouTube videos right. breaking down <laughs> yeah. Frozen Two. You know
1: what I mean? Like, I, I think this is a mark of the Antichrist. Six 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 and let it go It's like you, you're stupid, dude. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh,
0: I know, and I just think that that's what that's what God is is calling us yeah. to is back to the simple nature of the gospel. Yeah back to, like, we read about these great revivals in history. We oh, read man. about the Welsh Revival. You right. read about uh, <clears throat> just where God has moved in the past. And it's from the most simple things. Yep. Like, I was listening to a podcast um, with Pastor Judah Smith, mm-hmm. which is, I think, one of the best communicators of the gospel I've mm-hmm. ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, he said, Martin Luther King Jr. is one of the greatest speakers in the history of the world. Sure. His communication style would would not be as popular today because his, it's his rhythm it's his speaking rhythm okay, yeah and he he was kind of just talking about communication rhythm how rhythm right. just the like the type of speaking has changed throughout the years yeah sure. But the thing that doesn't change is the simple gospel that we're talking about. Yes. Like the rhythm and, and everything may change. Like your delivery style may change. The avenues we're talking on a podcast right, right now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like the the avenues may change, but it's the same car. But the it's content, like, yeah, the content, the message, exactly, you know? exactly. And that's where and that's where the power is in. Is the power is when we keep the gospel, when we keep Jesus, and don't try to add anything to Him or take things away from Him. Right. When we just simply present him, and say, "Hey, this is what the word says. Yep. This is what God says to you. That He's for you. He's not against Amen. you." And I think that's what uh, <clears throat> I think that's what God's called, calling us to be Amen. as people that are embracing the simplicity of the gospel, yep. and not trying to overcomplicate things. No way. No you know way. what I mean? Yep. One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. So, um, yeah, we're <clears throat> here talking again. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been dude, so good in my
1: apartment, bro. <laughs> yeah, we are.
0: We are. We're, this is holy. A little bit crap. of context: we are sitting in the middle of uh, RGM International Ministries That's right. headquarters. That's right, right here, baby. Here in Florence, Kentucky. Don't, despite the years, of small beginning. That's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> That's true. That's all I'm saying. That's true. But um, I just uh. On behalf of Haven, like we just love you so much, and we're so thankful for uh, your heart and your ministry. It's definitely changed us forever. Yeah. And uh, I know Pastor Matt would say the same thing because yeah. you know you and you and Matt are tight. Talk about how
1: how did you and Matt get close? Pastor Matt, shout out <laughs> to Pastor Matt. I love you, guy. I love you, man. Uh, how did we meet the first time? I think the first to- okay. This is crazy. The yeah. first time I met him was in Kenya, Africa. Really, I had not met him. Before. <laughs> Of course. And we both went with Robert Martin <laughs> on a mission trip to Kenya, and uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so I like I can't remember seeing him the first time, but I I do remember specifically uh, that next year we went to India. Okay. And I had to ride with him like nine hours beside Matt Wilson <laughs> on a plane. <laughs> going to India and the smells were very unique. On that oh yes. One. <laughs> so uh man Matt, I love you so much man and Haven, love you guys so much. We can't forget about Jess, right? She's, oh man, I mean Jess. Jess is uh Matt's uh safeguard there. His, <laughs> absolutely shoulder to cry on. I know that they're a team together. So mm-hmm. Haven team man, we love you so much. And uh, just appreciate you guys and what you've invested into me as a young man. Mm-hmm. And uh, today's Tuesday. I'm coming Thursday. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. We thank you so much for, uh, for
0: joining us uh, here. We look to in the future to have more guests. We'll probably have Robbie on again to talk about something else. Sorry. We talk about Kentucky life or something hey, like that. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Kentucky men's basketball or something. Um, but, again, we uh, thank you so much for joining. Please, uh, you know, share us. Let your friends know, uh, let this grow, and we believe that God's going to use it. God's going to use this message, this simple message,
1: the to, simple gospel, simple baby.
0: gospel, to reach uh, <clears throat> to reach the multitudes. And we love you. Thank you for joining us again, and we will see you next time. Thanks for checking out the Haven Youth Church podcast. If this message encouraged you, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and even consider sharing this podcast. Reach out to us on social media at Haven Youth Church. Break the flow, be the change.